welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast by the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. This week on the Farm Focus podcast, Young Ag Professionals State Committee Chair Drew Ross speaks to members of FFA about the organization and their futures in farming. All right, so I am Drew Ross. I'm the YAP chair for this year. This is my second term as chair of the committee. I'm from Washington County, which is down in the southwestern part, but you're from Westmoreland, so I don't have to tell you that. Um, so, uh, if you just want to introduce yourselves, tell us where you came from, uh, what kind of farming you guys are in, and then your position on the state FFA board. Um, I'm James McCloskey. I'm this year's um, state president and I'm from Westmoreland County and I grew up, it wasn't a very big farm, I just had a couple of hogs and we have about 40 acres out where I live. And my name is Zaley Wade, I am the state chaplain this year and I'm from Erie County. And I didn't get to grow up on a farm, but I grew up around agriculture my entire life. So I have farming experience. I was just working at a local dairy farm for the past couple of years until we unfortunately had to sell, but good experience. Gotcha. It, it's always great to see young people in ag that either don't have an ag background or don't have a traditional ag background. Myself, I grew up working on my grandparents' farm my entire life. I'm the sixth generation there, but I went to an inner city school because we didn't live on the farm. So I never had the benefit of 4-H or FFA. Um, the next closest school that started FFA club, started it, or chapter, started it the year after I graduated. So didn't get to interact with any of those people. Um, but now being in, active in young ag professionals, I get to meet all kinds of cool young people in ag from uh, throughout the county. So not knowing about FFA, can you explain to me a little bit the structure of the organization and like what you do as a state committee? It's, it's an officer team. Officer team, okay, um, gotcha. So FFA, it's, so it's a student-run organization. We, we have a national charter with the federal government. And so how FFA works, or else, at least that's, this is how I was always taught how it works, um, is so you have your chapter team. So, it, so in each county, or almost every single county in Pennsylvania, they have a, um, an FFA chapter. And so you have your chapter level, you have your state level, and then you have your national level. Um, so at like the chapter level, you do stuff with your chapter. You go to like your local farm bureaus and um, all different types of areas. Um, but at the state level, we do more with companies and like helping teach leadership skills in different aspects of agriculture with the chapters and students. Gotcha. And FFA or agricultural education is made up of what we call the three circle model. So the three circle model is part of, the first one is classroom. So you will take an ag, ag education class and you will learn in the classroom with a teacher. FFA is another part of that where this is where we focus on leadership and personal growth. So you can work on public, public speaking and write speeches, meet people. That is your time out of the classroom to work and learn. And then the third part is what we call SAE, which is your supervised agricultural experience. So this is your time outside of the classroom, by yourself, like at home. This is your time to basically explore your own careers. If you want to go work on a farm, then those hours will count for like uh, your SAE. Or if you want to be a vet, then you might want to get involved and work at a vet 
office and that will help you grow in a future career. Okay, cool. So then your organizational structure is very similar to Farm Group, isn't it? Because from the Young Ag Professional side, we have a, a county YAP chair who sits on the county board. Then uh, we have a district chair who covers anywhere from three to five counties of 16 districts throughout the state who then sit on our state committee made up of 16 people, including myself. Um, and then we do have a national organization, American Farm Bureau Federation, which has a Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee, which is their version of Young Act Professionals. Um, so that, okay, there's a lot of similarities there. Um, see, I don't know any of that. Uh, but we're not Future Farmers of America anymore, right? No. Just the FFA organization. Yeah, so it switched in 1988. Okay. Um, the National FFA switched it over because FFA is turning more into leadership in different aspects of agriculture because it's it's more than just farming now because uh -huh. now we're getting in, into the next generation of agriculture, of agriculture with, with the precision farming and stuff. So in '88 they changed it to the FFA um, organization because now we're more than just farmers. That's uh, that's very similar to why we're now young ag professionals. Until 2018, my first year on the state committee we voted to change our name from Young Farmers and Ranchers to Young Act Professionals to better uh, include what we called the young people who weren't in the field. Uh, you know, the seed salesmen, the chemical applicators, the mechanics, anybody who's, you know, slightly related to agriculture because you're right, with Precision Ag, not everybody is, is a farmer anymore. And even on the young side of things, there's even less of us that are actually still in the, the field. So. I've got a couple questions for you. Um, so let's let's start off. What do each of you plan to do after you're you're done with FFA? Um, personally, um, I'm going to be going to. It's up in Williamsport. It's called the Pennsylvania um, College of Technology, mm -hmm. and I'll be going there for diesel mechanics. And hopefully, after that, I'll be working with Cleveland Brothers um, right next to my house in Murfreesboro. A very strong Farm Bureau sponsor, Cleveland Brothers. Mm -hmm. We like to hear that. Uh, really? So I want to get involved in the meat industry. I would like to be a butcher someday. So That is something you never hear. So I do niche marketing. Like We direct a consumer. We go through a local slaughterhouse. And that is something that the guy who owns the place is always telling me. That he cannot find people who want to cut meat. Mm -hmm. Or anything and he has more business than he knows what to do with and he just can't find people so I'm really happy to hear that that you want to go into the meat industry that is fantastic let's let's move on to a couple more opinion based questions what do you see as the biggest challenge for young Pennsylvanians in agriculture I would say money I think okay. that's kind of what it comes down to nowadays we have so many people out there that are passionate for agriculture but it's that unfortunate one thing that is money that you're, that's why so many farmers have to sell out because yeah. they can't you're preaching to the choir we we see a lot of i think especially in the, the world that we live in we see a lot of first generation farmers coming into things and it is so hard for them to break into the industry because there's such an upfront cost. If you if you're not, you don't inherit the farm. You know you have to buy that land and all that equipment and the livestock, and you have to build a business from the ground up. So I think you're absolutely right. Money is is a big big factor. Um, another thing, at least in Pennsylvania, it seems like 
is trying to find land to even start your farm. It also goes in with the money of being able to purchase the land, but because it's, it feels like more and more farms are getting sold out because they're not big enough to, to compete with other companies, and so they're getting sold out, and we're just not having the same amount of farmland that we used to anymore. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, like, I need to, I basically need twice the land that I currently have for my operation, and I just can't find it. In my neck of the woods, the gas companies have driven the price of land through the roof, and then you can't compete with a developer to buy a farm when they can put millions of dollars to buy a farm, but being 27, I'm not gonna, nobody's gonna loan me, you know, yeah. $6 million to buy a farm with. Um, so, land, money, I think that's, they're tied for first, and the hardest, the hardest things. Flipping the coin, what do you think is the greatest advantage that we have as young people in agriculture? One thing I feel like now that we're stepping into this new generation, if you will, of agriculture is now, I don't want to say it's an advantage, if you will, but it, it, it makes things a lot easier. So like earlier we were talking about precision agriculture, so having that technology to move forwards and just the capability of now that we have so many, we're, we're upgrading so quickly that it's making it easier for people to produce a large amount of food very quickly with the least amount of money spent. Technology is definitely driving efficiency. I think that's a, that's a very good one. I would say the amount of opportunities that we have now, like even in FFA, our organization has grown so much and we have CDEs that have expanded to how many have we added so far? Like, didn't we just recently add turf grass? Which yeah. you really wouldn't think of that as like agriculture, but mm -hmm. we consider it. So that, for somebody that sees that as a future, that's just one more opportunity that they could get into. But in general, between 4-H and Farm Bureau that are offering so many more opportunities to these kids to learn and get involved, I think that is a huge advantage that our young generation has now that might help them in our future of agriculture. Ag education is definitely, a, and promotion is definitely a big part of Farm Bureau and the FFA organization. I think that's the key to, uh, you know, getting into schools, preventing children from thinking that hamburgers come from hams and chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Yeah. Uh, but tur I never thought of turf, but absolutely turf grass is a, is a field of agriculture. Biomedicine is something that I've recently been have realized that it is a big part of agriculture. There's a big operation in Bedford County called Lampire, and a lot of what they do is biopharmaceutical research and development from livestock products. So, yeah, we were in the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture um, last week, I believe, and we walked in there, and of course they have all the different parts of agriculture, and there's there's things you wouldn't even think of that was part of agriculture that's, that was inside that building. It's just it's neat to see how large agriculture truly is because whenever someone says agriculture, that's such a broad topic that yeah. it doesn't even narrow it down. Yeah, and uh, back to what we're talking about about expanding our organizations to people that are outside the field, quote unquote, of agriculture. I think that's a, a great point. I think that's what it all boils down to is that what's the statistic? One and a half percent of people are farmers nowadays, but agriculture touches everybody. Mm -hmm. So. Um, one last question, and then we'll wrap this up because I know you have to get back to your food, dude. Um, 
What do you see for the future of PA Ag, let's say in the next five years? I see PA Ag is, well, at least this is the hope in the next five years, is um, being able to grow, because right now there's such a job demand, mm-hmm. and hopefully seeing those people come into the agriculture industry and be able to fill those jobs and us being more productive, more efficient, and being able to like get more butchers and get more people into different aspects to it's like I see it going to more people coming into it hopefully I see that too uh, well back to the first generation farmer thing I think now that we're post pandemic and people are a lot more conscious about where their food is coming from a lot of them are wanting to grow their own or be directly connected with their their farmer or whatever I think you're, you're absolutely right I think we're going to see more people come into the industry and Hopefully, we see that statistic grow to maybe even a two percent yeah. from one and a half. So, well, that's what definitely what I was thinking. That I have high hopes that in the next five years, I know the kids our age that are going to school to be ag teachers. That is a very we have a shortage of those. Yeah, we have a shortage of teachers. We have a shortage of so many this jobs that I think that we're going to fill those and I think that we will be able to efficiently expand our businesses and keep them running so we won't see so many places closing or having to get bought out. It's it's definitely sad every time you see a farm go out. Um, I know my county, we're down to probably seven dairy farms. Um, I myself am a sheep farmer. Don't tell anybody in Farm Bureau that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, my county used to be the highest producing sheep in Wool County in Pennsylvania and at one time the United States. And, you know, there's maybe four or five of us that are still raising sheep, but we're very close to the city of Pittsburgh and the urban sprawl is really getting to us. So um, thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy Ag Progress Day schedule to come talk to me and talk about the future of PA Ag. Hopefully this gives uh, members of both of our organizations a little glimmer of hope for... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very tra- trying time for agriculture. Inputs are up, prices are down, and, you know, it's a rough time for everybody, but, you know, it's glad that, that us young people are here and we're positive about it, and you know, we're looking forward to a bright future of Pennsylvania agriculture. So, thank you again. Cool. And, uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. More episodes are on the way, and all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.